Well, good morning. And on this Trinity Sunday, can I give you all a very warm welcome to Brighton Road Baptist Church, whether you are here in person or whether you are joining us online. It's lovely to see you. Good to go and join together in the presence of God for worship this morning. This is a creative service, so in addition to worship songs, readings and prayers, there'll be an opportunity for you to express your own thanksgiving to God. There'll be a short film. There will be reflection on what it means to be a cheerful giver. There will be a Bible story. Uh, Lots going on in the service this morning. If you're here and you're the kind of person who zones in and out a little bit, and you find it easier to participate if you're doing something as well as watching and listening, then there are options on the table. There are word puzzles. There is a craft activity making a cross box. There is a colouring in uh, for the horn of plenty if you find colouring soothes you. Um, There's also a word salad in the bowl. uh, Jumbled up 45 words in five different kinds of fruit. If you sort the fruit out into the different kinds and put them in the right order, you will find five sayings from the Bible there. And there'll be an opportunity, if clever people have done that, to feed that back later in the service. But one way or another, I hope that you will enjoy our time of worship together this morning. We come to worship the God who loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, so that whoever believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. So let's stand and sing together. To God be the glory. Great things he's done. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son, who yielded his life an atonement for sin, and opened the light gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he has done. Oh, perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, to every believer the promise of God, the vilest defender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Great things he hath taught us, great things. 
be seated. What great thing has God done for you? William's going to be at large with a microphone. If you'd like just to call out something that God has done for you, want to thank him for this morning, stand up, put your hand up, we will get a microphone to you and you can share that with the rest of us. What great things has God done for you this week? Anybody? Has it been a quiet week on the God fronts? Here we are. Thank you, Miriam. Can we have the slide up, please? Thank you. Fantastic, thank you. Okay, Michael. The Lord has done great things because the Lord is the Lord. Despite the fact that we may see mountains and we may come across problems, God is still God and we praise Him. But whatever we come up against, He will deliver us and He will take us through. Amen. Thank you. Okay, anybody else? Going, <laughs> going. Ah, thank you, Brian. The energy to enjoy two-star lives with Christian friends and family. Amen. Glorious. Thank you. Okay, Celia. Glad you like your own company. That's brilliant. John. I thank God for my son who was 60 yesterday. He lives a long way away in Cumbria. I still love him. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are a generous God. You gave your son to us. And for us, Jesus, thank you that you are generous. You have given your life for us. Father and Son, thank you that together you give us the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you that you give us gifts and you bring glory to God. You are a giving God. And thank you for making us in your image. We bless you for everything you've done. Bless you for a heart to be grateful and for the opportunity to praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Grace. Paul talks about giving, about being generous. That begins in the place where you realise just how generous God has been to you. And we respond in praise and generosity ourselves. God has shown you love by giving his son for you and love releases you to be generous to others. And all of that is grace. What God has done for you is grace. The gratitude you feel to God is grace. What you give back to God is grace. Every single bit of it, and all of it, is wrapped up in with the God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The God who gives of himself freely to the world he's made in love. So let's stand and sing together. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty, 
and so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder, who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You laid down your life That I would be set free Oh, Jesus, I say for all that you've done Who brings our chaos back into order? Who makes the orphan a son and daughter? The King of glory, the King of glory. Who rules the nations with truth and justice? Shines like the sun in all of its brilliance. The King of glory, the King above all. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You lay down your life. That I would be set free. Please be seated. And we listen to the words of Psalm 112, verses 1 to 10. Shout praises to the Lord. The Lord blesses everyone who worships him and gladly obeys his teachings. Their descendants will have great power in the land because the Lord blesses all who do right. They will get rich and prosper and will always be remembered for their fairness. They will be so kind and merciful and good that they will be a light in the dark for others who do the right thing. Life will go well for those who freely lend and are honest in business. They won't ever be troubled and the kind things they do will never be forgotten. Bad news won't bother them. They've decided to trust the Lord. They are dependable and not afraid and they will live to see their enemies defeated. They will always be remembered and greatly praised because they were kind and freely gave to the poor. When evil people see this, 
they angrily bite their tongues and disappear, they will never get what they really want. Can you say a half-hearted amen to that, or do you want to say, really? That's really like that? Is that really how it works? It is a picture, perhaps more, of how things should be, and how God wants things to be in his kingdom than how they are in reality. But it's something to aspire to. This is how God made the world to be before we wrecked it. And it's something we are called to work towards and bring into being whenever we have the opportunity to do so. We're going to watch a video. It's the BMS Harvest video, so we're watching it well out of sequence. Um, but it's about uh, the, the guy that we are uh, supporting, Achaye who works working to bring harvests into reality in, in, in the country he lives in. So let's watch this video together. Thank you. I'm Genesis Achai. I am an agriculturalist. I have been doing this work for 10 years, supporting rural farmers so that they can feed their families. And uh, all of my life, I've lived in northern Uganda. Much as it looks green now, in the dry season, all this will be gone. Uganda is a very beautiful country with a lot of diversity, and it is always referred to as the Pearl of Africa. It has fertile soil, which provides a very potential ground for farming. I lived during the Civil War in Uganda, and uh, it was very frightening. Uh, I remember in my school, we would uh, sleep with windows open and we would put our shoes on just in case the rebel would come to abduct the students so you could go through the window and try to escape from them and that is how our life would be. During the war people were living in internally displaced camp. The generation that were born during that time did not learn how to grow crops so that knowledge was lost and also with the climate change the rainfall is very erratic and people don't know when to plant their seeds in the soil. We lost a number of people in northeastern Uganda due to famine because of crop failure. That was very serious because that used not to happen. The situation is heartbreaking and is affecting a number of people like Papra. I am a widow and I live with my parents and 11 children. Four of them are my own. But I also look after my sister's children after they got remarried. It is difficult to sustain the number of people living here. And my parents are elderly, so most of the responsibility falls on me. But I like sharing with the children. When we cook food, we sit down and we share. We tell stories. I really like that. My heaviest challenge is raising the money for school fees. Sometimes the children will be sent home from school because I did not have the money, so I was really worried. Another challenge is rainfall, especially last year. There was a prolonged dry spell, and they suffered crop failure. That greatly affected our production in the first season. There is a big difference in farming compared to when I was young and growing up. It is very unreliable. But if I don't farm, I have nowhere to get food. So, that is how I get motivated to keep on working hard. JLH has been supporting Barbara for the last two years. Phil Stapp trained her on 
basic agricultural practices. She's provided with seedlings that she has been planting. We were trained on a lot of different vegetable productions. And most importantly, we were very happy when we received the seeds because some people were not able to buy them. I also learned the correct time for planting watermelons and all the other vegetables through the training. When I plant my crops in the field and I see they are growing well, I feel happy and hopeful for what will come. I believe that in the next two years, Barbara will become a model farmer and people will come to learn from her. We help people in a holistic way and we share our faith and joy in Jesus Christ. And this year, we invite you with us in a very special initiative to help farmers called Chakcham, that means good harvest. We have been taught in the church that when crops are harvested, we should bank them together and sell them as one through our brothers in Chakcham. We are very hopeful because when other companies come with very low prices and force you to sell at their price, now Chekcham always gives us the best price in the market. Next year I am planning to grow a lot of onions and I'm very confident because of the training. Now I feel very happy but I want to do even better than what we see now. This harvest. BMS and our local partner JLH will be doing all we can to support farmers in need. A gift of £12 could enable a farmer like Barbara to safely store and sell their crops through Czech Champ. Please give what you can today. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Genesis. Thank you for the skill you've given him in agriculture. Thank you that we can see the difference that he's making to people like Barbara. Thank you for Czech Charm, which offers a fair price to people for the, the produce that they harvest. Thank you for Barbara's vision of growing watermelons and onions, being able to feed her family, send her children to school. Thank you that something of what we see in Psalm 112 comes to reality through the work of the Baptist Missionary Society. And thank you that we share in that through our support of them. So we pray for Genesis. May your spirit rest on him and through him may your kingdom of life and hope and plenty come to Uganda. We grieve that that country has been devastated by war and by famine and what should be so fertile is barren because of climate change and because people have lost the skills to be farmers. Restore what has been damaged, we pray. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in that land. Through BMS and everybody working for your kingdom there, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we come to our next reading, which is 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 to 15. Remember this saying, a few seeds make a small harvest, but a lot of seeds make a big harvest. Each of you must make up your own mind about how much to give, but don't feel sorry that you must give, and don't feel that you're forced to give. God loves people who love to give. God can bless you with everything you need, 
And you will always have more than enough to do all kinds of good things for others. The scriptures say God freely gives his gifts to the poor and always does what is right. So God gives seed to farmers and provides everyone with food. He will increase what you have so that you can give even more to those in need. You'll be blessed in every way and you will be able to keep on being generous. Then many people will thank God when we deliver your gift. What you're doing is much more than a service that supplies God's people with what they need. It's something that will make many others thank God. The way in which you have proved yourselves by this service will bring honour and praise to God. You believe the message about Christ and you obeyed it by generously sharing with God's people and with everyone else. Now they are praying for you and want to see you because God used you to bless them so very much. Thank God for his gift that is too wonderful for words. Amen. We've been working our way in recent weeks through Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. We come to that bit of chapter 9 where he talks about God being generous and thanking God for the generosity that he's inspired in them. God loves people who love to give, it said in the reason. You may know that verse better as the Lord loves a cheerful giver. If you want to find examples of people who weren't cheerful in giving, Look at the prophet Malachi. People gave reluctantly and half-heartedly and with bad grace. Bring an animal to God as an offering? Well, that one will do. It's never been well. It's always been sick. Let's get rid of that one and give it to God. That one's hobbling along. That one's lame. Yeah, well, we'll pass that one on to the temple. It doesn't matter. What about that one that's blind? Well, let's give that to God. It's all too much bother and effort, Malachi says. People were turning their nose up at God when they came to worship. It was dishonouring to God, and God was not pleased. I'd rather you just shut the doors of the temple, locked it, and all went home, he said. It just is not pleasing to me at all. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. We don't take offerings up in our services here anymore. We used to, but we don't anymore. There's now boxes, or you can give online. But in some countries, in some cultures, they take this business about the Lord loving a cheerful giver very seriously. And in some cultures, when you bring your offering to the front, you dance. You dance and express your joy to God, and the more, the, the more lively your dance, the more expressive it is, the, the greater honour you bring to God as you bring your offering to God. Anybody been in a country where they do that kind of thing? Anyone seen that for themselves? Yes, come on, Julie, do you want to share with us what you've seen? No? <laughs> You're going to not ask you to give a demonstration, but you can if you want. <laughs> I went with my friend, and I just remember this. Last time I went with my friend, um, there was a bag 
basket there, um, not an offering box, a basket. And uh, we went up, because you all have to line up, and you're noticed if you don't line up. And um, I, I went to put something in, and then there, there was a poor chicken in there with his legs tied in the bottom. And, um, oh, we felt so sorry for the chicken. We don't but take chickens here. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me make that quite clear now. Yeah. But, yeah, so um, they do make it a big thing, because they don't have any other way of income. Um, okay, so how you give makes up for the small amount that you can give. Absolutely. Chickens okay. or otherwise. Fantastic. Well, I see anybody else's hand go up. No? Okay. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. It's, it's how you give as much as what you give. It's all about the expression of a glad and grateful heart. It's an overflow of grace. When it comes to giving, however you give, when you put something in the box, when you give online, whatever you do, let it be an overflow of God's grace to you. Celebrate God's goodness to you. Don't grumble about what you've not got. Be generous with what you have got and honour God with it. Let's give thanks with a grateful heart as we sing 124.
day that dawns, I see the light of your pleasure around me. And everywhere I turn, I know the gift of your favour upon me. Let's thank God for his goodness to us every day.
I'm watching Ethan and Nathan here at the front sorting out this fruit. Has anybody else been working on the fruits? Is this the only table of industry here? It is. Okay, guys, I'll tell you what. We're going to sing another song. And if you've managed to sort out the verses, we'll come back to you and you can tell us what they say. So you've got another song to get it done. And we'll see how we got. No pressure, of course. But it looks like you're making good progress there to me. So keep it up. Fantastic. We're going to stay seated to sing this one. It may not be that familiar to you. We've used it before. Um, it is the a rich young man. Stories from the Gospels about giving. So um, we'll pick it up as you go along. Okay, yeah, what you got? Raj. Bananas. Bananas, okay, bananas. Give to others and God will give to you. Bananas, give to others and God will give to you. Anybody else complete? Here we are, okay, thank you. Our former treasurer, as to be expected. Freely you have received, freely give. 
Freely you have received, freely give. Thank you. Anybody else? <clears throat> Is it just this table then? Which one are you going to do? You going to do the apples? God loves you, the one who gives gladly. Thank you. God loves the one who gives gladly. Okay, any others done? Okay, okay, do you want to do the raspberries as well then? Your heart will always be where your riches are. Your heart will always be where your riches are, thank you, okay. Um, and I think we've got two more. Two more. It's all down to you, Ethan, come on. Go, you want to do one? Come on then, Nathan. Do the do the, the the berries or whatever they are. Save your riches in heaven. Save your riches in heaven. Thank you, Reuben. Do you want to? Yeah, come on, do this last one. He's a pineapple. Come on, come out, come out. Whatever they are. You cannot serve both God and money. Thank you. This is the winning table. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Run through them again. God loves the one who gives gladly. Your heart will always be where your treasure, where your riches are. Freely you've received, freely give. Give to others and God will give to you. Save your riches in heaven. You cannot serve both God and money. Sound principles from the Bible to be observed. Thank you. That song talked about um, the widow who gave a tiny amount but gave more than anybody else. It is a sound principle to realise that being selfish doesn't make you happy. Okay, let me get that point home first of all. Being selfish does not make you happy. The more you say, this is mine and I'm not sharing it with anybody else, the less likely you are to enjoy what you have. Because we're wired to be generous. And the experience of sharing enhances any experience that we have. If you want to be unhappy, be selfish and hoard what you have. Jesus knew this. That's why he said it's better, it's more blessed to give than to receive. You will be happier giving than getting. Fundamental principle he set out. <clears throat> so he was in the temple once, watching all the rich people pour their money into the temple treasury. And there were floods, no notes in those days, floods and floods and floods of coins coming into the temple treasury. You couldn't get by credit either or online. Literally, you had to give the coins, and that was the way in which you gave. And they designed the offering boxes really cleverly so that the more coins you put down, the louder and longer they last. It was kind of a spiral. Like some of these, these, um, these, 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 these charities sometimes have them. It's fun to put a coin in because the coin goes round and round and round and round and round and round and disappears. They made it fun. They made it fun to give. So the more you gave, the more noise it made and the more everyone goes, wow, look at the noise that person's making. 
Look at what they have given. It was a kind of, you know, cheerful giver kind of thing, but they didn't dance. They just made as much noise pointing, pouring coins into the treasury as they could. And then one day, this little old lady comes along, and it didn't look like she had very much. And actually, truth be told, she didn't. So she comes up to the temple treasury, opens a purse, and drops just two coins in. And it was a whisper. You could hardly hear anything at all as they went down. Nobody took any notice of her, but Jesus did. And he said to his disciples, look at that woman. Look how much she's given. She only put two pennies in. Does anybody know, just by the way, that in 1971 a law was passed saying you cannot buy anything that costs more than 20p if you're only paying for it in pennies and 2p pieces. Did you know that? Legal tender in pennies and 2p pieces only goes up to a value of 20p. Nothing more than that. You're not allowed to buy things with pennies and 2p pieces. And of course you could buy a lot more in 1971 than you can now. But that's, by the way, just emphasises how little 2p is worth. That's all she had. And Jesus said, what she has put in, tiny and insignificant as it was, actually counts for more in God's sight than all the money that the rest of them put in. Why was that the case? Well, because they gave out of their plenty and they had more than enough to spare. She gave the tiny amount that she had and she gave everything she had to God. So she honoured God more than they did, actually. Because God looks not just at what we give, he also looks at what we keep and how we use what we keep. We honour God with everything we have. Not just in terms of our money, but in terms of our time and our willingness to serve as well. So thanks to Richard Gunter for the pictures. Uh, but God calls us to be generous givers. Five principles of giving. Let me leave you with these. How, do you, how should we give? Be grateful. Let your giving come out of a grateful heart for all that you've received. Be generous. If you freely you've received, freely give, Jesus said. Be generous. Don't give. Give freely and gladly. Be cheerful. Do the dance in your heart. I'm glad to be giving because God has been good to me. And remember that giving is good for you. Jesus knew what he was talking about, saying you'll be happier giving than receiving. And just think, actually, your giving makes other people thank God as well. You give to them, they're blessed. One way or another, they give back to you, and you are blessed as well. Church is called to be a community of grace. That means we give forgiveness, love, support, kindness, time, energy, ourselves to one another. And in doing that, we show that we are all, from the youngest to the oldest, from the youngest to the oldest, we are made in the image of God together. So, 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 has been all about giving. We've covered that in the past three weeks. We come to an end now. We don't preach on giving very often. 
But these five principles, please keep them close to your heart when you consider giving to the church or to anybody else or any other cause. Be grateful, be generous, be cheerful. Remember, giving is good for you and giving makes other people thank God, particularly our treasurer. So can we close just by singing together, make me a channel of your peace. Just reflecting that actually God's goodness comes to us and his desire is that it should flow out through us into the lives of others. Make me a channel of your peace. Reflecting on all that grace means, shall we say the words of the grace together at the end of our service. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.